Hey, what is going on, everybody? It's Kevin Myers from the Last Things Last podcast. Just dropping in with a, a little daily update for you here today. Um, currently, our latest episode, episode 19, which we did live last night, is out on all uh, podcast platforms and on our website, www.lastthingslastsportscast.com. Just Google Last Things Last Sportscast and it'll come right up. Um, you can watch the video, you can listen to it on audio, um, anywhere podcasts are found. So, um, but basically what we talked about last night is one of the things I really want to bring up right now, because it definitely has a lot of weight in my life. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, um, finally coming back after their brief exile due to the COVID-19 outbreak amongst the team, um, We've been able to, uh, we played a doubleheader today against the Chicago White Sox. I watched both games, um, both seven-inning games. Uh, They're doing doubleheaders in a seven-inning style now, just kind of like the minor leagues to speed up play a bit. And I got to say, I really love the pace of play of a seven-inning baseball game. Um, It was just really good uh, timing and, like I said, pace of play, and it seemed like you were able to get more out of your pitchers um, than, than normal, um, you know. But, again, it was really interesting to see uh, how the Cardinals would bounce back from being off for such a long time, 17 days, I believe it was. Uh, Adam Wainwright, our grizzled veteran, went out there and pitched in the first uh, game and looked really, really strong, got the win, and ended up moving into third all-time among Cardinal pitchers. Um where basically uh, he's behind Bob Gibson and I think Jesse Haynes, an early on Gas House gang member. Um, but Wayno now number three in Cardinal history for wins. Really amazing milestone for his incredible career as it is. Um, but the story of these two games, uh, they're about to close out the second game against the White Sox uh, and sweep this doubleheader here. But the story of both these two games has been the young players that have stepped up. Obviously, Paul DeYoung, Yadier Molina out of the lineup uh, due to still uh, being quarantined for their uh, COVID contraction. Um, So we had Max Schrock come in. We had Dylan Carlson, the long-awaited arrival of Dylan Carlson come up. Um, And Andrew Kisner played catcher in the first game. A lot of really good production from from the young Cardinals. Um, the pitching was great. Uh, they did a full-on uh, bullpen style for the second game. Um, and just really, really good pitching all around. Good hitting. Solid off the bat. The first game, they came right out, scored four or so runs in the first inning. Um, so the bats don't seem rusty at all. And even some of the outs that they're, that they're getting, they're making great contact. They're following through on the ball. And they look like a team... Um, that's really saying, you know, we know we're not going to have people feeling sorry for us. We know we're not going to get, um, you know, all that sympathy or anything. It's going to be, we got to step back in here. We got to play. This was already going to be hard because of the shortened season, but now we've really got to sprint and get into this game and play uh, as best we can because the Cubs are 13-4 and atop the division and one of the best teams in baseball at the moment. Um, And, you know, it's not going to be an easy thing to really just kind of go all the way up, especially when you have to make up 
53, 51 now, I guess, since they played two today, games in 44 days. So a lot of doubleheader baseball coming up for the Cardinals. Um, a lot of diffi- a difficult road ahead, but not one that's insurmountable when you've got young talent like this that you're able to plug and play at multiple positions that are making good fielding plays and being able to hit the ball um, for contact and for power. Um, this Cardinals team actually really surprised me today. I was a little more nervous if you listened to our episode last night um, just about you know how are they going to react to this. Um, so we'll see if they can continue to I move this forward, but this Cardinals fan is happy about what he saw today, and it was really, really great, uh, like I said, to see them come out of the gate, play strong, and we'll see if they can keep the momentum up. Um, yeah, so in other news, we've got some more hockey coming up today. Um, one of the games that we were really talking about yesterday was the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, our buddy Anthony, who comes on for a couple NBA casts, is a relatively new hockey fan and a Tampa Bay Lightning fan at that. Um, I basically told him today, as much as I think that Tampa Bay is the most talent, is one of the most talented, if not the most talented, team in the Eastern Conference, I believe the Columbus Blue Jackets will win this series. I think that when you have a head coach like John Tortorello, who has really... I mean, he has already had a great career, but he's kind of even revitalized himself a bit um, coming in and taking this uh, young and, you know, seemingly unknown Columbus squad and bringing them to a playoff run in which they look very, very good. He's definitely the top uh, candidate for the Coach of the Year award this year. And I think that when you match a coach that players are really willing to run through the wall for. I mean, this guy really gets and lights a fire under his players. Um, And I think that when you put that in combination with a team that feels disrespected, I think great things can come from that. Not to mention, the Blue Jackets embarrassed the Lightning last year with a four-game sweep when the Lightning were the, you know, top team going into it for the Eastern Conference. Um, And, you know, I kind of thought the Lightning would come out very strong and show, you know, we're not letting this happen again. But even though they won the first game, I didn't see that spark that I was looking for of, uh uh-oh, here they are coming back on their revenge tour here. Um, They lost that second game. um, And, you know, that first game was an absolute insane marathon. Corpus with 80-some saves. Um, I just think when you have a goalie that's playing out of his mind, a coach that has the right game plan, has a team that is ready to go to war for him, and young, fast, talented, athletic players that are playing two-way hockey. I mean, you got to look at Seth Jones, a guy that is playing perfect two-way hockey right now. He's also playing a physical game as well as a finesse game. You can't beat that. Um, that's a really hard thing to overcome, even when you have talent on the other side like Nikita Kucherov and Victor Hedman and... Um, you know, Braden Point and um, uh, Vasilevsky in goal, you know. It's it's one of those situations where you have to look at it and say, we have the talent on paper, but if we're not going to play in the same unified fashion that Columbus is playing in, this could end up being a shorter series than most anticipated. Um, so that game is tonight. It's going to be really interesting to see who comes out and – Uh, takes this next game of the series. Um, Again, I'm rolling with the Blue Jackets right now. I just think for some reason they are a team to be reckoned with. They're they're 
kind of in that same boat with the Montreal Canadiens, just a team that's hot at the right time. But I put them in a bit of a different category because unlike the Canadians, I feel like there's more talent on this Blue Jackets team. And this is not as fluky, not saying that it's a fluke for the Canadians, but not as much in that sense for the Blue Jackets. So I think that Columbus is going to go out and they're going to put on a great show. Um, again, Tortorella is going to fire up the troops and the Lightning have to be ready to respond. And I think if I'm Tampa, we I would want to respond in a way that shows, okay, enough is enough. We are not going to get embarrassed again. This is ridiculous. We're going to go out and we're going to um, take this series and we're going to start it tonight. So we'll see what they can do with that. Um, final bit of uh, news I wanted to discuss today was Tuka Rask opting out of the rest of the playoff bubble for the Boston Bruins. Tuka Rask, starting goalie, very good goalie, um, kind of leaving uh, the Bruins in the dust here. I mean, they won with their uh, backup in today. Um, however, my bigger concern for a guy like Tuka Rask and for the Bruins is that's a huge breach of you know trust in a sense where you know, a goalie is the bedrock of a hockey team. I mean, without a solid goaltender, it doesn't really matter what you do. I mean, I'm a Red Wings fan. I've been watching Jonathan Bernier get just absolutely destroyed on the ice this past year. And even when our defense is up and our offense is actually cooking during the night, uh, during the game, Bernier will let in easy goals. And that's just kind of the end of it, you know. So if you have a goalie that is as poised, as controlled, as steady, and as talented as Tuka Rask, and you're already a dangerous squad, you know, Justin said it last night that the Bruins, to him, are the best team in the East. And, you know, you can make a good argument for that. And I think that when you've got a goaltender like Tuka Rask, that makes that argument even stronger. But now he's opting out. He's saying he's not going to play. And apparently he's citing reasons such as, you know, there's no fans. And that that's just kind of a weird thing for him. It doesn't feel like playoff hockey. And my thing is, dude, it's your job to play unless you're citing health concerns. So this looks bad for a number of reasons, I think, you know. It's not like he's concerned about his health. He just doesn't want to play. And I don't think that should be allowed to be an option. I think your reason should have to be health-based. Um, and he's letting his entire team down. And it's going to be very hard for him to get the front office and the players' trust back next season. Hot take. Maybe Tukarask doesn't end up in Boston come next year. Maybe he gets dealt somewhere else. Hey, We'll take him in Detroit as long as he promises to play. Um, all right, everybody, I'm out of here. Um, thanks for listening today, just for a little update. Uh, I believe Justin is on tomorrow, uh, so you can catch his solo cast. It'll be put up at some point. Um, again, we're really trying to get the daily content out. Please like, subscribe, share, spread the word about us, get involved with some conversation, bring up some topics you want to hear us talk about either on the main cast or during our uh, small ones like this during the day. Um, but enjoy the plethora of hockey, baseball, and basketball on TV right now. We need sports, and it's you know a better time than any to be able to sit and talk about it uh, when we're all kind of cooped up. So uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time.